1: to you. Hey, 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 hey. We are up. We are up. We are up, up, up. I am Amanda Seals and it is Friday at the Amanda Seals Show.
2: And I'm nails, Yeah, Freaky Friday. We feeling up right now, boy.
1: We're feeling up. Freaky Friday. Tomorrow <laughs> I will be in the Bay. So shout out to everybody in Oakland. Get your tickets at AmandaSeals.com to see me at the Fox Theater. We got some Black Green news for you. I know. We can't believe it, but... The orange man is running for president again. I uh, several close supporters are actually not interested. That's the surprising part. So we're going to get into that and the way that he was trolled in the daily news. Was it the post? Was it the Daily News or the Post? It was the Post. It was the Post. It was the Post. Sorry, it was the New York Post. Y'all, the troll was real. Stick around because you're (laughs) going to want to hear it. Also, uh, now that a madman is running Twitter, should you delete your DMs? I know some of y'all have some sketchy conversations in those direct messages. And if he felt like it, he could just put that on blast. That ain't cool. We're also going to get to know Amanda and Nails, a little segment that we've been doing ever so often where me and Nails ask each other questions to help you guys learn us while we learn us. Also got to talk about fake friends. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you some warning signs to keep you safe. Yeah. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. And
2: you can call us up right now to 855-AMANDA-8, especially when we get into this conversation about fake friends. We know you want to sound off. That's one eight five five two six two sixty three twenty eight. 262 6328 Happy Friday. We up. Listen, laugh, learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show on Freaky Friday.
1: Welcome back, y'all. It's Amanda Seals here at the Amanda Seals Show. And his Nails. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's get into some Black Eared news on this freaky Friday, as you called it, Nails. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of freaky, uh, former President Trump, I find it disturbing actually that he is running for the president in 2024. I don't know how he is allowed to do this. Okay. Like, that's the part for me that is absolutely just confounding. And I really like the way that NPR announced it because they really did not hold back. And they said, Donald Trump, who tried to overthrow the results of the 2020 presidential election and inspired a deadly riot at the Capitol in a desperate attempt to keep himself in power, has filed to run for president again in 2024.
2: Well said. Well said. They summed
1: it. Up, They summed it up. But you know, the thing about it is that a lot of people that were really like riding him and really just had his back. It doesn't seem like they still have his back.
2: I I'd I, I, I have to push back on you with that one, because okay. I saw Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, who was <sighs> one of his biggest supporters when he was in office. And then after this whole red trickle that they had in the midterm mm-hmm. elections, kind of like turned his, turned away from him like everybody else who's been supporting him did. But mm-hmm. after that speech... On uh, Tuesday night, Mm -hmm. he basically said, wow, this speech was on point. If he can stay on point like this, he'll be on track to be a great candidate. Like, what? (laughs)
1: You know what, Lindsey Graham though is also the one who's out here telling us we need to vote for Herschel Walker because he's a good man. So I can't. I need more than Lindsey because he's compromised. <laughs> you know something? So they they got some 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 juice on Lindsey. Uh, but Rupert Murdoch, for instance, who was a big Trump supporter and who's the big money man who yep. owns uh, the New York Post, he put Trump's announcement for president on page twenty six.
2: Oh, buried it. <laughs> he buried it.
1: Yo, and he presented it as Florida man makes announcement like this is petty, like the girls is fighting. Okay, the girls is fighting. And then to take it a step further. Now, this is when they was really trolling. The article starts. With just 720 days to go before the next election, a Florida retiree made the surprise announcement Tuesday night that he was running for president. Do you understand? Yo. Like, Agent Orange, when he read that, I'm sure that his toupee, like, like, literally took flight. Like, I don't know how he would deal with that. But I'm laughing. I think all of this is quite humorous.
2: Not only did that toupee fly somewhere... All that food that he's probably eating, all them cheeseburgers and stuff, is all mm-hmm. on the walls at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. You know, one thing Bleh. I just find f- frustrating with this is the fact that this man, after all that he's done, can mm-hmm. still make an announcement to run for president of the United yeah. States. I would say it's because he's a rich, middle-aged white man, no, but no, he's no. not white. He's orange. So,
1: (laughs) nice one, nice one. Uh, well, okay. Speaking of crazies running things, Elon Musk is running Twitter now. And you should ask yourself, do I need to delete my DMs? Because Twitter holds a range of other types of user data, including phone numbers and internet protocol app addresses, so you know your IP address. But they also have access to your DMs. And I know a lot of y'all got some sketchy DMs that you may not want to get out there. Now, one current and two former employees said that both senders and recipients deleting messages should completely remove them from Twitter's internal systems. So if you got something in your DM that you want to get gone, get to stepping. All right? Get focused. Stick around for the <laughs> Amanda <laughs> Steel Show, y'all. The Amanda Steel Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's who, no We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. Listen We shine. To the Amanda Seals show, it's Amanda Seals and
2: I'm Nails. Happy Friday! Welcome to the weekend. You need some blackcurrant news in your life. We got you,
1: as always. First up, Nancy Pelosi is giving up her leadership post in the house. We're going to talk about that. She's letting it go. Somebody who's been uh, let go by his employees is Elon Musk, who demanded loyalty from the Twitter employees if they wanted to keep their jobs, and they were like, Yeah, nah. <laughs> so, we're going to get into that. Also, a couple have a disagreement on time management childcare, and we are going to discuss now by the way neither me nor nails have children but nonetheless we're gonna have the conversation and we're gonna ask you all to chime in keep it locked right here i've also got things i learned this week coming up so we got to discuss this and more
2: all right. And keep connected with us, too, on social media as Seal said it on all social media platforms. You also can call us, too, at 855-262-6328. That's 855-AMANDA-8. Listen, laugh and learn every day right here on The Amanda Seal Show.
1: Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals.
2: And I'm Nails.
1: And uh, we got some black and red news for you. So Nancy Pelosi's been the speaker of the House. And, you know, I think we've all seen like her with the weird long arm clap. And then she was tearing (laughs) up the papers after uh, 45 Agent Orange had given his speech to the House. Well, she's announced that she's going to relinquish her leadership post on Thursday after leading House Democrats for two decades. And she was... Basically one of the most powerful but yet polarizing figures in American politics. I mean, her husband was recently just attacked and supposedly it was really meant to be an attack on her. So she definitely gets into the hearts and minds of folks. Uh, She said she will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hour has come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And I am grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. I'm glad she did that.
2: I I think it's time. This is something that we've been saying for a while. It's time for some new fresh blood and Democratic leadership. I think it's uh, needed in all parts of leadership in our government.
1: You mean Biden? Because I'm hoping that he takes her lead.
2: Listen,
1: (laughs) I'm not saying that he hasn't done stuff. I'm not saying that he hasn't, you know, been as non-Biden as he could be. But I agree with her. It is time for a new generation. And these folks have been in these offices forever and a day. They have been on Capitol Hill. They have been doing the thing. There are young folks, well, younger folks with fresher ideas, more connectivity to the people and also with just a a different, more direct approach towards helping the American people than I feel like the Democrats have been in the past. And so I'm really glad that she's making way for those people to hopefully get in that position and do what they do. And by those people, I mean the Justice Democrats, people like Cory Bush, people like Ayanna Presley, AOC, Jamal Bowman, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to see that. I know a lot of people wanted to see Ruth Bader Ginsburg do the same thing and step aside and make room for a new justice. And we see that, unfortunately, that that didn't happen. And it's got us in a in a bit of a stickler situation yep. at present. <laughs> So uh, we learned from our mistakes. So thank you, Ms. Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi. Someone who does not learn from any mistakes, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, after an abysmal, embarrassing start to his run at the head of the Twitter helm, asked Twitter employees to commit to long hours or be fired. And guess what? They was like... Kick rocks, kick rocks, kick rocks, twist rocks, with Jesus sandals, toes out, okay?
2: (laughs) I've been following this on Twitter. Uh, Like, even on the Twitter timeline, uh, what was that, Thursday night, I saw Buy Twitter, I saw Well Twitter, I saw R.I.P. Twitter, like everything, all top seven trends was something about Twitter. I'm even seeing people on Twitter talking about, all right, well, let's just go to Black Planet. It's more fun over there anyway.
1: Listen, you know, we already started to seal set it over at Black Planet because yep. why not? Let's just exodus to a place where it's really our space. I mean, listen. This guy, as the new boss of Twitter, who got $44 billion, it took $44 billion to get it, he clearly is not a good leader. His company, Tesla, has an amazing amount of discrimination lawsuits. He is not somebody that should be at the helm of a company, maybe other than just in name, okay? But not in leadership. People are... 1,000% not here for it. 75% of employees left. It's looking like Lord of the Flies over there. They yelling, piggy, piggy. I mean, it's just a mess. (laughs) So for all of y'all who love your Twitter, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's looking like a sinking ship. And uh,
2: I I might end up being uh, looking like the Will Smith meme where he's standing in the house on the last episode of Fresh Prince Mm -hmm. looking around by myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And heading out. (laughs) And heading out onto greener pastures. <laughs> All right, now we are on to a story about a couple that uh, basically have a disagreement on what childcare time management should be. And we are going to get into that when we get back. I know a lot of y'all probably can definitely relate to this, so don't go anywhere. It's The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis, it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: What's good, y'all? It's your favorite Funny Girl and Common Sense specialist, Amanda Seals, here at The Amanda Seals Show with...
2: DJ Nails, Happy Friday.
1: Okay, so this video has been making the rounds on these internets, and it's basically a woman who is a new mother, and she's there with her man, and he is playing video games, but the baby is strapped to him asleep. And she's got a bone to pick. Let's hear what let's hear the video. You just couldn't wait to put him down before you started the game, huh?
2: Bro, you wanted me to put him to sleep.
1: But the the game couldn't wait?
2: But this is my scheduled time to play the game. Schedule? Yeah, scheduled. Yes, scheduled. Ah. Hakeem, what, you? Every day, same thing, Jasmine. Please don't don't act brand new because you got a brand But
3: new it doesn't,
2: is... Jasmine. But... If I get shot on this game, I'll be really upset.
3: Hakeem, are you kidding me? Alone.
2: me alone. Leave me alone. Let Hakeem live, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let
4: Hakim okay, live. so a couple
1: things that you can't see in what you hear is that he is literally playing the game, and the baby is fast asleep in the baby Bjorn, okay? So the baby is body bonding with the father and Jasmine is on the couch uh, looking at him and he's looking at her like, sis, why are you on my head? Now there's been a lot of responses to this. Some people are feeling like, you know, she has every right to, you know, question this because listen, we just had a baby. We got to change our schedules. Other people though are like, your man's, he did what needed to get done. The baby's asleep.
2: Man, How it's, it's a nice? drastic life change. It's a drastic life change. And, you know, having a baby, thats that 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 weighs a lot on us. And of course it weighs a lot on the mom, but it's a drastic life change for men, too. And we're still trying to make it happen, but also trying to be able to enjoy a little bit of our, san- our sanity, too. You know what I mean? If you want to I mean, see I the video, by know- the way, it's on our Instagram if y'all can check it out. Like his look back to his girl, <laughs> Hakeem and Jasmine. Man, that would be a dope reality show, by the way.
1: Hakeem and Jasmine. You know what? Here's the thing. There's always got to be a compromise. And not in a bad way, but simply just, you know, there are things that you have to adjust and shift. Now, when it comes to his video games, if this is really, like, what grounds him, work around it. You feel me? Like, because you want everyone in the house to be at their best. Now, of course, neither of us have kids, so I don't know if we can even speak to this in the correct way possible. But I will say in general, just in relationships, there's going to be shifts in how you carry about things. Like I remember when Devon first moved in and he was like getting up to go running at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, I need, I need you to be quieter because I'm not waking <laughs> up at 5.30 and I'm not saying you shouldn't wake up at 5.30. I just don't want to know about it, you know? And he was like, mm. but guess what? It got quiet yeah. at the end of the day. <laughs> I Couple had to lies. make my adjustments. It's just what it is. So I want to hear from you guys and what you think about this. Hit us up at one eight five five amanda 8 Is she bugging by wanting him to put the controller down? Or should she just respect the fact that he got the baby to sleep like he was supposed to and still got on the job of the controller at the scheduled time <laughs> let us know your thoughts One eight five five amanda 8 coming up next I will tell you information that I gained over the last seven days it's things I learned this week yeah on the Amanda Seals show <laughs> the Amanda Seals show we up we up we up welcome back to the Amanda Seals show it's Amanda Seals here
2: and it's Nails good morning
1: and it is time for things I learned this week yeah All right, let's get into it. So, some things that I learned this week. One, I learned that black people couldn't keep dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. So, at Ginger Naps on Instagram, who's Castie Jones, an anti-racist animal advocate, she posted an informational about how in the 1800s, several states across the U.S. South legally banned black people from having dogs. It's just like, why is it always something that makes me dislike this country even more? Why? Like, there was an example in Maryland where the, the actual... Heading said, passed 4th of January 1807, an act to restrain the evil practices arising from Negroes keeping dogs and to prohibit them from carrying guns or offensive weapons. And basically they were saying it is unlawful for black people to have dogs because if the dog is trained, that the dog can attack people, which I mean they're not wrong, but the truth is is that even now, I feel like there's still a certain level of trepidation that some black people have about dogs and I can't help but think that it goes all the way back to this, when the fact is, in the 19th century, if they had a dog, white people were legally allowed to kill the dog.
2: Oh my. Wow. So
1: white people was taking our kids, white people were taking our husbands and wives, and white people were taking our pets. I'm telling you, this country blows my mind, and Every week, I feel like I learn a new fact. Something else I learned this week is about stochastic terrorism. Have you ever heard this term, Nails?
2: No, I have never even heard stochastic.
1: (laughs) Things Nails learned this week. Well, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will tell us about it right
0: here when she was on The Breakfast Club. There is a major media outlet. There is a major news channel that is fueling... Political violence in this country and we're acting like it's normal. It's not normal. Like I can tell you 110% One of the largest sources of death threats that I get is Tucker Carlson Wow
1: So she talks about stochastic terrorism, which has defined which has been defined as the use of language to incite random actors to carry out violent or terrorist acts that are statistically predictable, but individually unpredictable. So you get what I'm saying? Like, you can't necessarily say like, okay, it's going to be these five individuals that are going to do it. But you can say that by this brainwashing, by this language being put out here, you are inciting folks to act in a certain way. And it is only natural statistically that it's going to happen. We Mm. saw this happen in Rwanda. In Rwanda, when there was the genocide that went down between the Hutus and the Tutsis, it started... I mean it goes way back but the radio is actually what ended up pushing the needle over the edge by someone on the radio who just kept pushing 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 folks and getting in their minds and getting in their souls and spirits and boom next thing you know folks the ba- the dam burst so terrorism i mean it's not just someone talking mess it's someone who is or people who are using language to incite the masses, to respond with terrorist acts. We've seen it. Mm. We've seen it in America. I have experienced it by people lying on me and making it their business to create false narratives and then I get death threats. It's very real. So I'm, I was excited to even just learn, not excited, but I mean, I thought it was interesting to actually have a term that I can speak to this to yeah, because we yeah. know that the media is very guilty of this. Not us here at the Amanda Seal Show, though. Okay. Talk that talk. talk, that talk. Now, lastly this week, I learned that I can still get nervous on camera, which after 30 years in this business, 33 years in this business, I forgot. So I taped 85 South this week. So shout out to my boys. Uh, DC was not there, uh, but I definitely got to chill with Carlos and Chico Bean. Those are the homies. I've known them forever. I don't know why, Nails, but I was so nervous this whole taping. I was so, like, anxious. Yes. I, I, I never got comfortable. At any point, I never got comfortable. I think it was because in my mind, like, I just was like, I need to be funnier. I need to be funnier. I need to be funnier. But they was like, no, you don't. Just keep going. And I think I'm so wanting to get the chance to be not the serious person in the room all the time. Because when I'm here, we get to be funny and we get to poke jokes, but then we also get to talk about serious things. Nails, when I go to other interviews... It becomes, this is the serious episode. And I'd be like, God dang, I'm a comedian. Little do but they know. It is what it is. So, I don't know. May- maybe the anxiety was me catching contact from all the weed in the room. But That's probably was. what it was.
2: I'm telling you, that's probably what it was. You were just a little nervous, a little looking
1: around like. <sighs> I think that may have been it. Well, look out for the episode. They said it was a great episode and that I did my thing. So, I'll take their word for it. That is this week's edition of Things I Learned this week, yeah. I want to hear what you learned this week, okay? Make sure to hit us up at one eight five five amanda 8 with your things that you learned this week because I love hearing about just the stuff that's coming across your path. When we come back, we're going to check in with you. I said I love hearing from you because it's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, welcome
2: back to the Amanda Seals Show It's your man Nails right here. And Amanda Seals. Hey, by the way, you can follow us on all socials right now at Seals Said It. Let's check in on the phones right now. Uh, We like to hear from y'all. 855 Amanda 8. That's 855-262-6328. Good morning. This show's stupid.
3: (laughs) This this show don't make no damn sense.
2: (laughs) Terrible. Why I had to answer the phone and that had to be the the, the response we get?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just you don't understand what we be talking about. And, and, and keep it moving. <laughs> what you mean this show don't make sense? This show makes perfect sense. We give you black news, then we talk about the black news. Then we're gonna give you a segment like things I learned this week, or maybe the big up let down, or maybe we're gonna talk about something going on in the internet. But whatever the case, we always start it and then we inform and then we laugh and then we end it. I feel like that makes perfect sense. Nails, am I missing something?
2: No, you're not missing anything. We don't do this for people who don't like us anyway. and We don't do it for people who don't want to be informed anyway. We don't do it for people who don't like listening to us. So, guess what?
1: What uh, what the Jesus Sandals was? Kick rocks! (laughs) You always have the full American and unalienable right to change the channel. Or, you can stick around... And see how it begins to make sense the more you listen. Because we do sound different than anything else that you've heard. And that's on purpose. We love hearing from you all right here at the Amanda Seals Show. Coming up next hour, we will take more of your calls. Also, what's going on with cryptocurrency? I just lost him again. He's like, God dang it, what they talking about cryptocurrency? I hear for that. <laughs> Not really. Stick around. You're going to want to hear about this. It's the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We are, we are, we are. We Happy Friday. It is the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals.
2: And it is nails. We got a lot going on this hour, Amanda.
1: We really, really do. Uh, We're going to do a comprehensive review because (laughs) y'all called us about all different types of things. And so, you know what? We're just going to talk about all the different types of things y'all called us about when we get back. Also, what is going on with cryptocurrency? May not sound that interesting to you, but there's a whole other layer to it.
2: Yeah, I heard it was like an orgy or something. (laughs)
1: Tell me about the orgy. Yeah, yeah, we need to know about
2: that. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going
1: to want to stick around because we're talking tech and we're talking, you know what, just stick around for it. (laughs) Uh, We also will be discussing this with our guest, Isaiah Jackson, who is a Bitcoin specialist and a brother who's about it, about it. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It.
2: Your phone probably in your hand already right now, so you might as well use it and call us up to 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, and learn every single morning right here on the Amanda Seal Show.
1: The Orgy! <laughs> Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals.
2: Good morning. It's Nails.
1: So we've had a very uh, full week of topics. You know, we got Seanquilla Robinson. We talked about Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift. We talked about this brother's talking about black women don't like them because they thuggish. And y'all had things to say. So let's run it back first. We talked about fake friends in the wake of the murder of Shankwella Robinson. And uh, we'd love to hear from a caller who wanted to tell us their take. Mm, Well, my
3: name is Shalanda. I was just going to say that um, a lot of times with friends and like discerning who's your real friend you also have to watch how they talk about their other friends like Mm -hmm. you ever been around someone and you're kind of new to them and they're they're speaking very candidly about friends that's been around them for x amount of years and in those situations it's like if you're so willing to talk not even mm-hmm. necessarily negatively, but like in some cases, negatively, but even just talking about their business in yep. my presence what makes you think that what would make me think that you wouldn't do the same, you know, yep. for me or with me? Mm-hmm. So, I think also just being mindful of how they treat their other friends is definitely a tell, <laughs> tell sign of being a good friend. That's a
1: fact. You better teach us. You better teach us. <laughs> Now, uh, someone who I don't consider a friend is Live Nation and Ticketmaster, and they also are no friends to the Swifties, okay? This Taylor Swift situation has got people up in arms, and I want to hear from y'all because y'all had something to say about it.
4: Amanda, you are totally on point with Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Mm -hmm. This is the main reason why Prince, God rest his soul, never wanted them to market his shows, mm-hmm. he wanted to make sure that his fans yep. received the tickets instead of these large groups uh, buying tickets and jacking up the prices. This is specifically why he would announce a show on November 18th. The show would be held on December 11th. Because he wanted to avoid these predatory ticket agencies, keeping his fans, the Mm -hmm. fans that loved him, from perpetrating all kinds of nonsense by not allowing his fans to hear him.
1: She's 1000% right. And let me tell you, as an artist, it can be a very lonely road trying to go that route and it can feel very daunting, but it is ultimately the best way for you to get to your people. So shout out to everybody who is raising the alarm about this, and hopefully, you know, we'll see a change in the way Ticketmaster and Live Nation are able to do business. Now, last but not least, uh, we played a video of these two guys who said that black women don't really pull up to them because they're just not thuggish enough. I have my boy MC Checkahoe chime in, but I want to hear y'all chime in on it too.
3: It's crazy because people always have these pre-existing things like about black women and people judge us off of stereotypes and it's crazy and the fact that he said women want a man like Little Dirk, they don't like they don't mm. like men who got themselves together but you're telling me Little Dirk who's a rapper doesn't have himself together like what about him <laughs> isn't together you know so it's just people like what they like and if you feel as though you aren't attracting black women maybe you need to reevaluate yourself not the whole population of black women
1: she's not wrong. a mouthful
2: a mouthful right there yeah I mean she's if she's not into you bro she's not into you bro there's plenty of black women out there that actually like a different variety of men she's just not into you bro I mean listen
1: we just had three intelligent smart you know outgoing black women call us call in right here yep. on this show and I'm yep. sure all of them have taste in all different areas of their romantic counterparts so yep. it's not them. It's you guys, <laughs> it's you. Oh, man, well thank you all so much. We had some great callers. We appreciate you calling in. Nails what you had to say.
2: Yeah, I was going to tell them to just keep calling, man. We love these calls. 855-Amanda8, again 855-262-6328.
1: Now there's chaos happening in crypto right now. A lot of people have lost everything. A major crypto leader has fled the country. And we have the perfect person to discuss it next up on The Amanda Seal Show. Don't move. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back to the
1: Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. There's hanging out with her, And we have an expert in the building. We have author of best-selling Bitcoin in Black America and co-host of the gentleman of crypto, Isaiah Jackson here to help... Get me and Nails and all of y'all up to date on, um, well, on cryptocurrency and on this thing that's going on with FTX. Now, Isaiah, I, I've been seeing this story about this FTX and it's cryptocurrency, but then it like bottomed out, not a person, uh, lost everything, and then somebody was like in a chat room on in an orgy with pictures of feet. It's very... <laughs> levels got a lot of levels to it but what i hated about reading this story was there was so much that i didn't understand simply because i'm not that informed on bitcoin and i know that our audience felt the same way for okay not all of y'all i know some of y'all in the car are like don't I Okay, <laughs> we okay, we get it. But Isaiah, could you start us off um, with what this whole FTX scandal is related to, and how cryptocurrency is brought into it, and how it affects the whole cryptocurrency world?
5: Oh yes. Uh, so FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange that was owned by Sam Bankman Fried, and he was the CEO of SP, of of that exchange, and he also worked with another company called. Alameda Research, which was ran by Caroline Ellison. Okay, wait, uh, I'm going
1: to pause you along the way. That's fine. What is a cryptocurrency exchange?
5: Got you. A cryptocurrency exchange is where you can actually go and purchase different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, and others. And usually on an exchange, um, you know, Bitcoin was created to be peer-to-peer. It was created for people to have their own decentralized form of money. But with exchanges, what has happened is we've sort of returned back to the banking style of -hmm. how things work, which is what is the antithesis of why Bitcoin was created. So I do want to make a distinction between Bitcoin and other cryptos, which are more, you know, uh, gambling and casinos. But uh, on an exchange, you can purchase cryptocurrency. And unfortunately, because they do have banking practices, they were doing things such as using users' funds and leveraging them for uh, other, you know, big trades. Uh, doing something called rehypothecation, which banks do all the time. Rehypothecation? Don't know. Yes, okay. uh, a lot of syllables there, but it's very simple. All it means is that when you put your money into a bank, they also invest it on the back end. They give you a small percentage, like 0.75%, mm-hmm. maybe half a percent. On the back end, they're actually making anywhere from 10 to 15%. So banks have always done this. The problem is that in the crypto community, exchanges uh, such as Voyager, BlockFi, Celsius, and now FTX, All of these exchanges had the same practices and they were just the tip of the iceberg as far as the house of cards falling. So FTX, owned by Sam bankman fried worked with Alameda Research, owned by Caroline Ellison. And what makes it juicy is that these two were actually dating. And uh, (gasps) yes, so uh, these two two CEOs Mm -hmm. were dating. I I don't know if it's
1: there in the list, but I feel like that's like one of the Ten Crack Commandments. Like that just doesn't make (laughs) sense.
5: (laughs) Hey, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to play where you eat. And, and that's the. That's the main mm-hmm. thing. Is that he did a lot of nefarious things with the exchange on the back end. In fact, um, John Ray the third, he is the one who actually did Enron when Enron fell apart. He Ooh. is the one who operated that. He's the one who's uh, looking at the records of FTX now. And he actually stated this is the worst thing he's ever seen in his professional career. So yes, it, it is that wait, bad.
1: It, it beat Enron.
5: Worse than Enron. Worse than Madoff. Worse than all of them, because at least worse than Madoff. Madoff. Yeah, Madoff, at least 80, I think 81% of his customers got their return on funds. With SBF, he might make 5%, maybe. (gasps) And that's being generous. Uh, So he lost more billions that are probably unrecoverable, uh, because they were basically betting on these you know, dumpster trash assets that were just made out of thin air, which a lot of cryptocurrency, again, it's not Bitcoin, it's totally different. That's what they were betting on. So they lost pretty much all the users' money. And
2: uh, I know you want to say something there, Nails. You got it. I I just had a question about who who is Enron? What is Enron? No,
1: Enron was a company that basically was... Gambling. I mean, essentially, they were just playing with people's 401ks. And yeah. so, you know, people pay into a 401k so that when they leave a company, they have a pension and they're able to go along with it. And that 401k is an investment. So you pay into a 401k that grows while you're working at that company. And then when you leave, it has it has matured. So now you have this money to leave with. And basically they okay. was playing with people's yeah. 401ks and they made they, they were being shady. And so and every all these people lost their 401k so all yep. this money that people had been investing into a 401k so that they would be good uh at the end of the day boom
5: gone wow
1: and the guy who uh was the head of enron he committed suicide in right. jail yeah like i think he like took a arsenic pill or something like that right some it was yep. something so they I, you know who know how to s- go down
5: committed suicide yeah you know
1: right 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 <laughs> so, um, you know. So keep going keep going
5: keep gotcha. on, all right so um the the juicy part of this story of course is that the ceo of ftx the ceo of alameda research were dating and in fact uh they had 10 employees that were living together in the same house in the bahamas and apparently they were all in a relationship together called a polycule i believe it is but a polyamorous relationship and it was one of the things that got uncovered in this story that honestly, when you look at how these people look, I don't want to imagine what, what it was like at <laughs> okay, all. Wait, I know wait, wait, wait. I know it smelled crazy. This in there, right but. here,
1: <laughs> but. this right here, we want to yeah. hear more about. So please, y'all, we're learning about Bitcoin. We also learning about Polly something 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 them rich relationship. This is what happens at the Amanda Seal show. We are a bastion of knowledge, and we've got <laughs> Isaiah Jackson right here to tell us more about Bitcoin, FTX, and what's going on with these weirdos when we come back. To The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back right here to The Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals. And Nails
2: right here. Our special guest talking to us about crypto and what's going on with FTX. (laughs) Isaiah Jackson. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes.
1: So please, Isaiah, when, when we left you. Uh, we were touching on how the two heads of this XCS cryptocurrency, FTX cryptocurrency cha- exchange were actually in a relationship. And then their employees, 10 of them were like living on a compound of sorts.
5: Yes. Uh, in the Bahamas, which is actually for sale right now. Uh, it's in the Bahamas right now. And they were living in, you know, lavish. You're going to have to you know, sage mansion. the
1: heck out of that place if you Man, buy that it. that
5: place is probably, uh, you probably can't get it back. <laughs> it's unsavable <laughs> at this point. Uh, but yes, it. that's that's what came out, out of this story. A lot of different things. And uh, yes, they were in this polyamorous, polycule relationship with all with each other. And it was, you know, pretty weird in there, I guess, uh, the things that they were doing. But they also uncovered something that they were so hopped up on amphetamines and drugs wow. that they only had Soylent in the fridge. They didn't even eat real food uh, because they were so hyped up and working so hard and so many hours. So it was a a very weird situation. And this is who was controlling thirty two billion dollars. And some of the the initial investors he had include some of the biggest names. The people who were supposed to be the smartest in the room. Sequoia Capital, Pantera Capital, BlackRock, uh, who has, I I believe, the second most assets under management in the world. Uh, so, you know, this wasn't something that was done with retail and dumb money. This was actually smart people who put money into this exchange. Uh, a lot of retail users were using it. If, if you know, FTX actually bought an arena in Miami. They actually yes. pulled down FTX off the arena, off the Miami Heat, uh, which is very embarrassing to get. I mean, right. they've only been there a year, maybe. Uh, so, yes, all of this is getting uncovered. And Some of the things that they were doing was, for example, um, the girl out at uh, Caroline Ellison at Alameda Research, She was, uh, you know, using funds on the back end and she lost a bunch of it. So he gave them $10 billion to basically gamble with um, because I'm sure they had a close relationship. And she lost that as well. So I I don't know about anybody else.
1: What is she losing? Is she investing investing in properties that are just not returning?
5: She's investing in these Ponzi scheme crypto projects that went nowhere. And one of those big projects was called Luna. Uh, Luna was a huge project that failed uh, about six months ago. So we're seeing the fallout from something six months ago happen now. And unfortunately, it was users funds that mostly got invested and they were lost uh, because they were basically playing around and they were young. You know, I believe Sam was like just over 30 and so was she. But this story goes even. I know. I know. But it's funny because most of legacy financial is, you know, 50, 60 year old guys. They were pretty young when they started. They were like twenty five. Uh, when they started this company. So uh, at that time, it was, you know, pretty, you know, pretty scarce to see a 25-year-old billionaire, a 27-year-old billionaire. It sounds billionaire.
1: very Theranos situation, yeah. you know? Exactly, Like, yes. where mm-hmm. it's a young person, looks flashy and poppy, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we're going to put our money with those young people because, you know, they're going to figure it out for us. And it's like, no, they're yeah. a fraud. They are yeah. a fraud. So basically, when it comes to FTX, they're... Not going to be able to get back. People's money is gone. What I want to do is I want us to head on over to the extended version of this interview on the podcast so that you can tell us where people should be Thinking about investing in cryptocurrency, what is maybe some safer routes and just in general, particularly around black folks, how we can become more knowledgeable and become more part of the game when it comes to the cryptocurrency world, the Bitcoin world and even just the tech world in general. Because I really feel like we have a whole open space there that we're not necessarily Um, Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't necessarily think that we have access to, but we do. So I would love for you to stick around with us a little bit so we can talk about that on the podcast. So for those of you all listening, we got Isaiah Jackson right here, which is a black name. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he is an expert in... Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. You can check out his book, Bitcoin and Black America. You can also catch him as the co-host of The Gentleman of Crypto. And you can get more of his insights and knowledge on the podcast. So make sure you go on, check out The Amanda Seals Show. Before we go, Isaiah, maybe Larry David was right when he had his response to them on the Super Bowl commercial. They paid him to say this, actually. (laughs) Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff.
1: Never. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he definitely. Oh, hey, look it at his shirt. <laughs> Isaiah's rocking the Larry David shirt. Larry was right this That's time. <laughs> Definitely it. Was. Well, y'all do the right thing and check us out on the podcast. We'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. We are back here with Isaiah Jackson on the extended interview all about FTX, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and all the things. Shout out to everybody who's joining us here at the podcast. So, Isaiah, actually, before we go on, how did you even get into this, into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, all the the coinery of it all.
5: Oh yeah. So uh, in 2013, uh, I had a roommate who came home, um, you know, surprisingly, he worked at uh, Charles Schwab and they were discussing Bitcoin back in 2013. And because I uh, majored in computer science, I was in tech. He basically b- brought it to me and said, I have no clue what this means, but you can probably figure it out. You know, you're the tech guy. And I did. Uh, I sat there, i studied it for a couple of days and I realized Uh, This is what we've always been looking for. And and Bitcoin was created in the wake of the 2008 financial crash so that we can actually hold your own wealth. And then I I had it running through my head that, hey, you know, black people have had our wealth stolen numerous times. But you uh, you can you can burn down Black Wall Street, but you can't burn down Bitcoin. So I thought about the fact that we should basically use our resources in order to use the best money system ever created, because the current system is nothing more than uh, fiat currency uh which is not backed by gold which can be printed at will which they've inflated our money so much that you used to be able to have one income and raise a whole household and today you can barely get an apartment with two uh, that's because prices have constantly gone up we've been uh, you know taxed uh, you know out the wazoo and on top of the fact that our money system is tainted by humans and bitcoin right. is governed by math and I much rather you know go with math mm. because math is provable you can see it that's what the blockchain is for it's transparent and, uh, you know, when Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin, his goal was a peer to peer cash system where it was decentralized and people can transact without the need for a bank. Because when they get too much power, this is what we get. We get crashes. We get, uh, you know, constant, uh, you know, Wells Fargo hiring fake employees. I mean, they've done, you know, so much different yeah. things uh, to take wealth out of not just the black community, but all communities that Bitcoin was here to basically. Uh, have a second option. And uh, with the advent of something called CBDCs, which you may have heard of, Central Bank Digital Currency. What was that? (laughs) Uh, You know, my ears perked up, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, It's it's Central Bank Digital Currencies. It's basically a way to make the digital dollar. And this week, they actually announced that they have a 12-week pilot program between uh, some of the biggest banks. They are actually doing that. So for those of you who have thought about the future and say to yourself, You know, we're going to all have our money digital and they'll be able to control it. That's what they're working on. But we do have a defense in Bitcoin. And I want to press home that I'm talking about Bitcoin, not all other cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is the money system that I'm talking about. The other cryptocurrencies are tech that, you know, you can explore those if you want. But you have to focus when you get into this market, because some people can get into it and and go crazy with all the different cryptos. Focus on Bitcoin
1: okay okay see that's that's something that i really didn't understand that bitcoin is a specific type of cryptocurrency and it is operated a certain way that is different than the other types and so you feel like bitcoin is actually the most manageable and like practical cryptocurrency for folks to invest in or to learn about and be around i guess
5: absolutely and it's not just investment it's an actual money system and it sounds weird, but uh, we've never had a money system like this ever created. Uh, actually, 100 years ago, Henry Ford actually stated that if somebody figured out how to create monetary units off of electricity, it would keep us lock and step with nature. And if it was scarce, we would actually have a money system where value is created over time. Because the current system, you can never really grow your value unless you get big raises every year. The thing with a scarce currency, that's how housing, that's how gold, that's how they all got their value is you only have value with something that's scarce. There's only 21 million Bitcoins that will ever be created. There is a time limit on when it will go out, which is the year 2140. We won't be here to see it. But um, that is the, the time period where you, you're able to actually put your money into Bitcoin, transfer wealth uh, into Bitcoin, where you can actually have savings long term for generational wealth. And I believe that once CBDCs come, once people start to see how bad this recession or depression may get, uh, Bitcoin will be standing there waiting for everybody, like we've been, I've been saying for 10 years now, uh, you you have to be able to control your own value long term. If not, you're just giving it away uh, back to the state.
1: <laughs> We're both like, wow. I yeah. And, and I do this. I do want to throw this in is why there. I need to read Bitcoin yeah. and Black America.
5: <laughs> I was gonna say look, I do want to throw in there Bitcoin and Black America. You can read it. Bitcoin and Black America two will be coming out at the beginning of next year. And I want people to realize that. When you when they talk about the crypto market, the reason why they have all these different schemes and scams and tokens and all this stuff, that is all the antithesis of Bitcoin that has nothing to do with mm. it. So it gets people off track. They, they yeah. literally think to themselves, well, the whole system, all of it must be, uh, you know, rigged. And it's like, that's no, what I was going to ask you. Like, is this, this the right
1: end to? of cryptocurrency?
5: No, not at all. Not even close, especially not for Bitcoin. Again, uh, using crypto, cryptography, using physics, the fact that Bitcoin uses electricity to create monetary units is actually the only money system that's lock and step with nature since gold. However, gold is not actually scarce. They find new gold all the time in Africa. Uh, they just you know, basically uh, you know, price gouge at that point. Uh, so it's the only provably scarce money system that we have that's transferable between two parties without having to go through a bank. And when you think about uh, countries that are not in the G7 or not in NATO, poorer countries, they're actually mm-hmm. using Bitcoin as a way to survive because you don't have to ask okay. somebody, hey, can you, you know the World Bank? Can you give us a loan so that we can survive? That's how that's why you saw El Salvador adopt Bitcoin. That's why you're starting to see the highest rate of Bitcoin transactions is Nigeria. And uh, my Nigerian brothers that I work with, they use it for uh, all types of commerce because you can actually use it in a settlement time in minutes or seconds and you don't have to go through a bank. So uh, this is actually uh, saving lives. Uh, and unfortunately, in yeah. America, our media companies have basically tricked people into thinking that oh, well, it's all the same, and you can all all. Well, you of it know, once it starts same.
1: helping Black people, you know, they can't exactly. They, gotta, they mm-hmm. can't. They yeah. gotta put on the 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 yeah. silk screens and the, the smoke the and the mirrors. Mm-hmm. 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 And
5: let me let me tell you another interesting stat, man. That I want to give a little bit of Bitcoin Black history. Uh, one thing is we actually technically run this industry. It's just not known. Um, you know, the the biggest exchange ever created, black man, Arthur Hayes. Uh, the, the person who created decentralized finance, DeFi, mm-hmm. Reggie Middleton, black man. The only person to have a Bitcoin wallet on the app store back in 2012, black man, Lamar Wilson. The only woman to have a Bitcoin and crypto um, uh, social club and, and uh, lounge, black woman, Naja Roberts right here in Englewood. People don't understand. Wow. I am, I'm the only person to have a, a best selling book in the space. So when people talk about Bitcoin and, and crypto that black people aren't involved, remember, they just did a few polls. Uh, black people are actually more likely to be in the crypto than any other race in America. And all of this is being hidden in the mainstream media. They make it seem as it's just crypto bros that are, you know, piling around like Wall Street. And that could, be, could not be further from the, uh, the case. And even my media company, we have over 20 content creators, all black but two. And they, they cover the entire industry. So I just want people to understand that we are in this space. We actually are the, the innovators, just like we always have been throughout history. But we're getting our credit now because you cannot, you cannot basically hide the history. It's on the blockchain. We can see it. It's the transactions right there. The you, can see you can see everything we've done. We have proof of work, proof of concept. And we have hundreds, even thousands more uh, with my summer camp and with some of the educational things we're doing. More black people on the way. So with the HBCUs I've worked with, uh, with some of the high schools that I work with in, in Miami, as well as uh, here in uh, L.A., we have a whole army of black people that will be able to be in an industry that nobody can take away from you. And you can learn the skills for this industry without going to college, without you know having to pay a bunch of money. You can you know basically study for six months to a year and have a six figure job in this industry. Or you can work directly with somebody like myself as far as partnerships, media. And if you have a regular job, you're an accountant, you're a lawyer. Switch over to the crypto side. It's a scarce market. There's nobody really right. that knows how to do accounting, taxes, that know how to do project management. Designers. We need a lot of designers, a lot of smart people in Bitcoin, but the designs of a lot of stuff are trash. So, yes, it's an <laughs> it's open market for black people. And that's, that's my main message when I want to get it out there.
1: Nice. Dang, nice. Isaiah, Loaded. let me tell y'all, I got the Isaiah through my, my man. All right. I was like, you know, somebody that, that knows about Bitcoin. He was like, I'm gonna hit up my boy and he hit up his boy. His boy was like, I'm more of an NFT guy, but I know Isaiah Jackson, he's the Bitcoin guy. And that's how I got <laughs> to you. So I'm just saying, I'm glad that I'm connected to the right people. Isaiah, where can people get more of your work? Where can they find out more about your, your in your summer program, your high school program, all that good stuff.
5: Oh, yes. So uh, the gentlemen of crypto dot com. We are on Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We have the longest running show in crypto history, over a thousand episodes. Some more Bitcoin black history for you. Uh, you can go. also go to Bitcoin and black America dot com or you can find the book on Amazon at Bitcoin and black America uh, on the Bitcoin and black America site. We have updates for the summer camp as well as the schools. Once uh, they start next semester, you'll be able to see it at Florida Memorial at FAMU and others, uh, the Bitcoin and crypto Uh, Curriculum that we have for them.
1: And last question: where are you you from, Baltimore?
5: No, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay,
1: because you said two, and I was (laughs) like, is that a Baltimore two? Well, shout out to North Carolina and everybody listening all over the nation. We appreciate you so much, Isaiah, for being so willing to share your information and really just fill us up with not only knowledge, but with inspiration and confidence about the the role of black folks in this field, where we've been, where we are and where we can go. Y'all make sure to look out for Isaiah Jackson, wherever Bitcoin and black America is. You need to be there so you can get yourself in the know. Thank you again, Isaiah. Thank you, I appreciate it. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It is your favorite funny girl and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm here with
2: her co-host Nails, and I don't know why y'all do this to yourself. You all, you want to ask Amanda man a question and you want the straightforward answer. So we're going to give it to you, okay? (laughs) 855-AMANDA-8. Again, that's 855-262-6328. We got somebody on the line right now that has a question for Amanda. Good morning.
3: Hi, Hi, Amanda. I'm calling because I want you to tell me if you think my friend is shady or stupid. (laughs) This friend, about a few weeks ago, I was at dinner with my husband. It was this nice, fancy dinner for his birthday He was taking videos, sharing stories of the food presentation, like it was over the top. And so after we walk out from dinner, this friend FaceTimes me. I'm busy, so I don't pick up yet. But I see that she has sent me several messages. She's continuing to FaceTime me. She's calling me, and I see that she sent me a message that says, congratulations in all caps. And so she started sending me voice messages because I haven't been picking up. I'm busy with my husband. And in the voice message, she says that she knew I was pregnant because she's been having all these dreams and feelings. And I asked her, why would you think I am pregnant? Well, it turns out that she saw my husband's stories on Instagram. She zoomed in on one of the videos and she Mm -hmm. saw my stomach. And apparently my stomach was big enough at the table under the lighting for her to decide that she thought I was pregnant. And so she reached out to me to tell me congratulations. Amanda, is my friend shady or stupid?
1: You know, I think if she hadn't told us that the friend had left like several voice notes and was like, saying congratulations, it was like trying to get in touch with her, then I would maybe lean in the shady department. But, you know, she's 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 not the smartest. As, as Dave Chappelle would say, she is observably stupid for <laughs> going this route. But one might say that even to be zooming in on your stomach has a certain level of shade to it as well. So maybe she's just shuped which is what we would say in Grenada. Yes, <laughs> shuped. So, I don't know. I mean, listen, it doesn't sound like she was really your people's like that in the first place anyway. Um, so I would whatever arms length you kept her at, maybe even add another more uh, another extension.
2: Yeah, cuz uh, ain't no telling who else she's sitting that screenshot of that that video she's zooming in on, too.
1: There Just putting that go. out there.
4: There
1: you go. <laughs> If you missed any moment from the show, make sure you check out the Amanda Seals podcast wherever you get your podcast and stay connected with the show at theamandasealshow.com. Coming up next, we got things I learned this week. And if you are in Chicago, I will be in Chicago December 2nd, 3rd and 4th. And if you are in the Bay, I will be there this weekend on Saturday. That is tomorrow at the Fox Theater. Make sure to go to amandaseals.com to get your tickets and make sure to keep listening to us right here at the Amanda Seals show. Meet Amanda. Seals. Seal show. We up, we up, we up We did it another week is down. The weekend is here, and this is the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals.
2: And I'm nails.
1: Have a great weekend, everybody. I hope you all enjoy your time. If you're in the Bay, come out and see me at the Fox Theater. Coming up on Monday's show, we get you prepared for Thanksgiving. I'm going to be doing my first Thanksgiving at my house, so that's also going to be a doozy. So looking and for any cooking, tips y'all. and tricks. <laughs> yep, looking for any <laughs> tips and tricks y'all got. Uh, we're also going to give you the latest Black Urit News, plus the big up letdown like we do every day.
2: Hey, leave us a message over the weekend because we would love to play you on the air on the show Next week, all right. 855 Amanda 8. That's 855-262-6328. Please leave a message because we want to hear from you next week.
1: Now check out the daily podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Stay connected with us on social media at Seal said It. Y'all, it's been a great one, and it's gonna be an even better one next week. So we'll see you right back here at the Amanda Seal Show. The
4: Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.